Welcome to CCC Talks, empowering IT and business professionals in their digital transformation journey. Find all the latest tips, tricks, and strategies at our blog and resource center at cloudcredential.org. And now our host, CCC Managing Director, Mark O'Loughlin. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of CCC Talks with Mark O'Loughlin and the Cloud Credential Council. Now, today we are joined by Adela Mechik-Dantic, uh, who is head of connectivity service provider at Mavoco AG. And Mavoco is a connectivity management platform provider headquartered in Austria, um, which is heavily involved in all things IoT, so IoT solutions and services. And Adela, previously you were managing director at Tele2 in Austria. And not only that, but you're also the vice president of the Female Leaders Network. Um, where do you get all the time? And I believe recently you were interviewed by Forbes because of that role in the Female Leaders Network. So uh, fantastic there. But Adela, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do in this digital IoT world. Yeah, thank you, Mark. Thank you, CC Talks. It's a pleasure to talk to you all. Um, so what I do in IoT, so my journey started a couple of years back, exactly like uh, five years back in the days when it was called uh, machine to machine uh, connected devices big data uh, and uh, yes i am one of those people that that is very much hyped uh, so very much excited about iot i was in the, in the front line basically uh, meeting customers on, on a daily basis mostly like uh, big enterprises traditional companies who uh, back back then, were like, okay, so I see this big thing, big wave is coming uh, at me. So how, what, what should I do? How can I prepare? How can I digitalize my my uh, company and my my like products if it's a hardware company and so on. So it's been it's been a journey, or it's 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 an ongoing journey, as you know, with IoT, it, it never stops. And especially if you are nowadays in the technology environment, it's always about new things coming in. I mean, nowadays we talk about 5G, we talk about AI, so we we talk about many many future going things. And I'm very much optimistic. So I'm very much optimistic. I've come from the days when it was talked about 2020 was a big year for us because it says like 50 billion devices will be connected. That was like Cisco or Gartner reports. And yeah. we all have been rushed uh, towards that number. And it was about we connect everything. So basically toothbrushes or whatever, doors, machines, there was no limit. Uh, cows, we even have elephants that we have mm. connected back in the in in South Africa. Uh, so I think we've done some really good. So I, I personally done have, have done some really good uh, projects. Uh, but as well, I have contributed, like many of us, to this big hype you know, of, of Internet of Things where we said, yeah, let's go. And I think that uh, nowadays IoT is getting more and more mature, which is good, that people yeah. are realizing, okay, let's, let's a little bit demystify this, this uh, area. Let's see where is exactly that we, we should be looking at, what fits to, to us, our industry, our customers, and not just basically rush into it because it's so it's so nice it's fancy it's it's a buzzword and you know you go around travel around the world you meet uh you go to the mobile world congress or you go to the las vegas different conferences and you just get all these shiny objects and it feels feels perfect which is good you always need these kind of companies that push through and and bring um new ideas that you haven't think about like connected toilets you know that was a big thing 
back a couple of years in in Las Vegas. Uh, uh, but as well, you know, we it's, it's good, you know, to stay stay grounded and and to realize, okay, so what a traditional company that uh, for the last 50 years or 100 years has been producing hardware or has been producing like like big heavy machinery so how this company then realizes digitalization and what does it mean and in most of the cases in in the uh, cases that i've been working on it's very different and this is what i love about iot personally and why i have been uh, very long there and i i feel so i see so much opportunities because there's different ways how you can approach different problems and and different challenges so it's not one size you know one solution fits every one but it's basically okay uh what do i do and i think that's where the companies a little bit out of my experience get lost because they see okay you know this big uh, uh producer or this, this big company is doing this let's try it out without considering okay what is that we as a company you know what are our value what is our culture what is that we want to achieve which ideas we already have go to talk to your customers realizing okay this makes sense these are the couple of ideas that we want to work put the first prototypes go get the you know the, the approval from the market from the, the ceos and so on and so forth so uh to to make the story uh, make the story short it's a very exciting uh, area to work in it's it's so much for me personally it's, it's a big it was a big challenge back then and it still is because as you know it's developing and i would like to see many many uh, women as well in this uh, in the iot industry and uh, especially in tech so uh, um, you know iot slash of course tech industry in general and this was one of the reasons so back two years uh, when i started realizing that more and more uh so if you go you know up to the corporate ladder or in general so when you're in, in the tech industry in, in, in international environment that i am the only woman at, at the table and uh you know it's it's good you know it's like if you when you're focused on, on career uh, and you're just like okay like i was back back then so i want to learn i want to develop i want to grow give me more you know exciting projects so what i was very much you know very much focused and then basically i started looking around and i started seeing different initiatives and i started to you know do more research and started talking to 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 other women who experienced the same um that they are the only woman on the table and uh, that they are at the table and that they are basically you know sometimes feel that they are not in involved and they're not included their voices are not heard because you always you know in these big groups you always have you will always have people who are just like super loud and they just you know yeah. like to yell their solutions out and and in most of the cases other you know if you're not uh you know pushing on all sides and you're being super loud uh and if you are uh, moving towards collaboration which is very important for iot then your voice doesn't get uh, doesn't get heard and that was that was what basically motivated me that i just you know start getting involved a little bit more and now i'm very actively involved where i work not just for women in tech so i have different initiatives that i uh, do with women in tech but as well uh women in business because we we see yeah. that you know diversity inclusion and uh, is so much important through all globally and so those are the things that you know iot is a global business so this is what i was always we were always saying about and as well this this topic that that we have so diversity inclusion how to make everyone heard and all, all the opinions heard mm -hmm. and included it's a global topic so somehow it 
I don't know, it somehow it fits it fits together and somehow you know you you meet people. So because I, I, I'm very much um meet uh, about customers and meeting customers partner working along that with them. So it fits together. So when people ask me about the time, I, I would say that it's uh for me what has been working really well is about connecting the dots. Basically, that's that's one of the one of the skills that uh, that uh, I've been nurturing throughout the years, and it's just like okay, what, once you talk to one person, you're, 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 my brain starts thinking about okay, how can I involve this person to different yeah. projects, or how how this person should work with our par partners, or maybe I can bring uh, this person to a different initiative and so on. That's that's an interesting view. As you said, there's a few interesting areas in there. One about connecting dots. I think IoT is one of the dots in this digital space that organizations can look at we'll drill in on that in a moment um it's good to see you know the gender balance the female balance coming into it more than we've seen in the past i think that's a good thing it can only be a good thing and i think um probably when we look at it now no longer as the technology and the the nuts and bolts and the, the servers and all that kind of stuff as we move into this cloud digital world it comes to be more about a business enabler rather than mm -hmm. the technology itself i think that's yes. a great opening to get um women interested at school college university or later in their career into it because it probably is um it, it, it's just business at the end of the day you know mm -hmm. so uh, where technology may have not seemed the greatest career maybe for for some for others it, it's not that anymore now it's about look at the business focus of it uh, for example, IoT, we'll talk about IoT, um, we'll talk very little about the technology because it's just there now with all IoT providers. But what are we doing it for? What are the benefits? Not that, that deep thinking, which I think is, is good. Um, I sounds like you've a deep passion you found for IoT, which is, which is good as well, because um, I think as people understand it, um, it's, very in it's so interesting in what it can do and the opportunity that's there. But what we've seen, you've probably seen it, so you're heavily involved in IoT of a lot of um, use cases there. But we've seen many companies interested in IoT about how they make it a competitive advantage or some new product or something like this. But a lot of companies that we see um, start with the technology first and then fail and yes. spend a lot of money, a couple of million, maybe tens of millions, maybe a lot more into an IoT project that doesn't go anywhere, doesn't yield results, and then it's cancelled. Um, have you seen examples of this? And if you have, can you tell us where they went wrong? What, what, what happened there? So I think you're on, on spot, so Mark, with, with that. And, and throughout the last years, oh, my, one of my jobs or one of the um, uh, the discussion, the main discussion that I, I try to have with my, with my customers as a consultant as well, to move aside the technology. So, as you said, it's it's a business it's a business decision, yeah. and right. it's firstly about realizing okay, what do we want to achieve? So, where do we see ourselves as a company in five or ten years? What is the vision? So what is the vision? What is the mission of, of this company? How can we, if we are a hardware uh, co company, for instance, or a heavy machinery or a factory company, so how can we, what is that we want to achieve with, with this prototyping? Because it's the easiest way to go into a prototype. That's so easy. And it's so easy to get ideas because we all have ideas. So if I ask yeah. you about three ideas of how to connect the machine, so you will have it. Everybody has ideas. 
but it's about realizing you know technology is at the end and i was coming to to as a consultant to uh, from a telecom operator so which at the end of the day is a technology uh, uh, enabler and it's it's my my job at the end of the day was for these customers to put the sim card or sim chip in the into their devices so so and get the data gather the data and then they could process it so but we as a uh, we realized back then that it's not about technology that comes uh, basically at the uh, later stage because it's it's a different if you realize okay um i will have these cameras for instance let's let's think about the cameras and i will have these cameras and they will be installed in in this house for instance and they will be it's so that means it's not a moving object so it's a static object static object requires different uh, connectivity uh, requirements so that means the technology so enabling them it's different yeah. than if i'm thinking about okay i'm a logistic company and as a logistic company i want to be able to know where are all more my trucks and cars and whatever i want to uh, optimize the route and so on and the, the performance so for them there's a different set of requirements that they need uh, but this is what you realize basically at the at the end of the day. So when you work with the companies, that what does it mean? So okay, maybe I will need 4G, I, or or you know, 2G is not enough. So I need 3G, 4G. I need the European coverage. I need the US coverage. I need I need Asia. And how much does it cost? Basically, but the first is it's very much important to start with the, you know, with the use cases and what we always advise our customers because. What we forgot to say is that IoT is complex. Mm. It is. So it's we, we I don't want to underestimate uh, the, the complexity of it because it wouldn't be right because it is very complex. And I must say that as well, that we, all of us, so in this uh, IoT ecosystem, sometimes make it even more complex because for us, sometimes it's so hard to understand. And then when we go to the customer, we as well, they expect from us to advise them in the best way. And what we advised the customers back then was basically that we work together with the partners. So we never said like, let's fast prototype it and let's roll it out and let's see what the market yeah. says. But let's bring best of the breed partners that we have in our ecosystem. And back then we worked mostly with, with uh, strongly with partners. And then we would say, okay, if you want to digitalize, you know, if you're a hardware producer and then you want to, you know, digitalize your ecosystem then we would like to bring a couple of partners it might be microsoft asia for instance or any other partner to the table and then together they would they would be able to yeah. to work work it out so yeah. it's important to realize that it's about the ecosystems so it's uh, and that's what major telecom operators are now talking about it's about the ecosystem and it's about you know not going into different you know verticals but trying to offer some horizontal solutions that can help uh, customers not to get you know overwhelmed overwhelmed yeah. at the beginning yeah that's, that's pretty interesting um i said iot is about ecosystems it doesn't exist on its own it's where it is today they said we've had names for it in the past but it really came on leaps and bounds in the last number of years with cloud and more digital enabled technologies that are provided by partners mm -hmm. we don't call them vendors let's call them partners now because that's what they are uh, they develop uh, platform, IoT platforms. It's not the end solution, but it takes away a lot of the IT plumbing that you don't not need, need to think about anymore. So I think what you're saying is organizations need to think about the what and the why. Why are we doing this? What will it do? How will it achieve something for our customers or our business? And then knowing that we have to address that, but we have IT partners to help us with some of the technology, but we still have to join the bit in the middle. 
And he said that's where a little bit of complexity comes in, which, which I think is interesting because very important, we need the partners out there. You need to understand the what and the why, but also understand there is complexity because um, you're solving, you're either trying to solve, I guess, uh, a business problem, a customer problem, or to do something different. That's not easy in business. Yes. So if you were to try and do that in business outside of the conversation on IoT, that's going to be a difficult conversation anyway. So we shouldn't be afraid of it now. I think we should embrace it as part of a business discussion using technology and digital services as part of the answer where we no longer have to make up and build all that IT to make it run. I think that's very advantageous. But it's certainly IoT, the way we see it is, it does require use of partners um, and their services um, as well. Um, how should a company start thinking about IoT? So, you know, as you said, it's very popular now. People are now jumping on the IoT bandwagon. We've got to do something with sensors and customer data and all sorts of different things. Where's the how do they start? You know, what's what's a, what are what are one or two tips for organizations to really focus on trying to start start right to do the right thing? So if I may add just to the to our previous question, it's it's always about this. You, you know, you have this uh, usual you know, business as usual, and as well, it's always good to have some part of experimentation. You know, so yes. it's always good to put some effort. So it's not about you know the whole company is, is jumping on on the IoT, but it's about you know this exploration. So how, what can can we do? And then it might be like five percent of our resources, or and so on. So let's let's try to play it out with and see what, what we can make out of it. And then in the in the parallel, our business as usual is, usual is running. What we have seen through our experience, through to working with, with the customers and with what we advised them was start small, mm. you know, test it out yeah. and then scale. So it's not about, you know, connecting. Uh, if you if you are a vending machine, for instance, and you have your your device, uh, your vending machines through the airports and around, around the Europe. So it's not about, uh, connecting 10,000 uh, of these machines and specifically going into, you know, the whole Europe and the U.S. and China. So it's it it's, has to be, uh, you know, the headquarters are, for instance, here in, in Vienna. Let's start with, uh, you know, these these five vending machines that you have in your in your office. Let's let's realize uh, who can, you know, once once we realize, okay, we want to connect them because, you know, we want to make sure that we are, our machines are always serviced, yeah. that we exactly know. So, for instance, if I'm at the airport and the machine doesn't accept my credit card, so that I know, okay, you know, either I have to leave and you have unsatisfied customers or a customer, and uh, you know, you have a big line uh, uh, that people that cannot use your services. So it's it's. Companies have realized, so the thing is that they, they're realizing more and more. And then, of course, the ones that used to approach us uh, and not us approaching them. So it was all already, you know, they, they saw, OK, we want to do something. And we see, of course, that we can, uh, you know, use, uh, is it for the service maintenance, to, for the predictive maintenance? That was, the, you know, the, the, basic, the basic use case that we, that we all know about it. So start small, you know, try it out, see, see what, what does, what, see what, what works, you know, and really give it, give it a try. So I, it's not about, yeah. you know, buying a cheap, uh, uh, you know, one euro or whatever, um, 
cheap from from china or the, the cheapest one and said it doesn't work you know and then you don't put a person uh dedicated person so that's that's the other thing so yeah. you have to have people who will take care about about this this project so uh, and not you know put another extra effort on on his or her uh table so it's it's about you know it's up it's top down you know it, you have so the company needs to to realize that okay we we are treating this very very ser seriously so we we want to give it a try and then you need to dedicate a certain resources uh, uh, like people and time three to six months where where you basically where you play play with it and try try different tools and this is where mostly you know all all the companies so they they go to telecom operators so in in most of the cases they will go to telecom operators or before that they already have if it's a really large uh, corporation they they used to work uh with consultants so like the the four uh you know major consulting yeah. companies they would yeah. go to them they this they would do a big use uh, you know business case for them and they would calculate all of that and come with ideas and the second or in parallel is a telecom operator so telecom operators they play a, a, a very very important role and uh i back in the days i was confronted daily with the customers asking me okay so which technology for instance should i be using so uh, or you know what happens if you know 2g is not uh not possible anymore or yeah. 3g is you know disconnected and it was the sunset is happening so what do we do and then you know the usual case is about you know have the backup you know have have a you know don't don't put all your your eggs in in, in one basket yeah. so yeah. i think re realizing that um that um, we are all learning yes we are yes. all learning and we are all growing so I, I i that's why you know what we said before partnering and ecosystem it's not like you know telecom operators are eager to give their part of the revenue uh to to you know different different sides of the ecosystem it's about realizing okay you know it's a complex uh, problem and mm -hmm. every company is different so we need to yeah. we need to have different set of players who can uh, support but i would say you know uh the most important is to start you know start with uh this particular use cases or this particular challenge that you have start small uh so because you have at the end of the year or after six months you will have to show the costs so it's it's important yeah. to keep keep track of your costs and not just spend it as there's no tomorrow and then you don't have costs uh for 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 other uh, projects um give it a try and be very transparent and open about it so I think it's it's uh, in the on the company's level. I think the transparency and openness is it's so important because it 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 gives the you know the tone and and the the culture plays an important role yeah. where you involve all the departments uh, in this in this whole story and and make it people in, in that they are involved and then they feel that they are that they are contributing to the solution and not not um, being basically isolated. Yes. Unfortunately, it's it's like that that. Um, most most of the projects they end up in the in the POC uh, phase. Uh, so very fast they go in the POC phase, but they stay there. So this is yeah. this is the uh, uh, this is another challenge uh, that that we see that we have seen. And the, the you know if you see uh, read different reports, they show they show the same. Unfortunately, it's so. And some people will say, okay, because of the you know lack of the resources, or uh, because you know we don't have enough people who can you know look into this, or they, we don't understand it, or yeah. you know the, the priorities have changed and the challenges are too hard, are too big, or the security is, is so so important, and so on. So I think um, what matters for the companies is to really, uh, from the start, try to find people that you really trust and and want to work with.
and uh, that they can support you along the way. And that's so important, as you said, from the stakeholder buy-in to then people trying to innovate with IoT, getting the right team in place. There's so many case studies now um, that show organizations that put in multi-million dollars, tens of millions of dollars or whatever currency into an IoT, put it into a POC, a proof of concept, gave it six months, didn't see any return back to shareholders can't, and just, just closed it down. That's a recipe for disaster. And I think, Adela, you mentioned there that, you know, start small. You probably won't have the answers. That's fine. Try something, fail, fail again. It's not failure if you're learning from what you've just failed, basically. Yes. That's called learning and experimentation. So I think that might be a good framework for some organizations initially anyway, looking at starting small, keep the cost under control. You don't need mega millions to start an IoT project mm -hmm. or anything. Uh, don't get stuck in POCs. If it's not working, stop or repurpose or reuse what you're doing. Yes. Sounds like what you're saying. Because what I find a lot of organizations, they don't know what they're trying to solve. They don't know the problem. And then other organizations will say, we don't have a problem. They say, okay, well, your problem might not be visible, but what is your competitor thinking of doing with IoT? Because that will become an unknown problem of yours later on. So try and experiment. It's not a six-month project. You're not going to get return on investment within a short period of time. What you're doing is experimenting, learning, figuring things out, seeing what works in the market. And I think there's so many um, iterations of IoT that have come out of things that people didn't even try to solve. It just they happened to stumble upon something, and it worked. You know, and I think that that's good. Um, there's also a big conversation these days about IoT and smart cities. So this is where we get into the citizen. So away kind of from the business aspect, but into society and how IoT might revolutionize our lives as, as citizens, you know. Um, do, you, do you see any advance in that space at the moment? Um, what benefits we might see as citizens from IoT, or is that still early days? So those those are some of the projects that um, long term projects we we used to call them. So we always had this you know uh, the classification. So you have the yes. the private uh, companies and uh, yeah. uh, medium to large enterprises that we uh, love to work with. And and it was like pretty fast where we would, would from the initial phase to the to the prototyping to realizing what we want to achieve. And then on the other side we had uh, long term projects that that involved mostly working with with the government. Uh, and in instit public institutions, and they, those were the projects that we would, you know, follow follow along. Let's put it that way. In, for the, for a simple reason that in any job, in any um, job that you work with uh, with the government and the public institution, there's so much uh, of this uh, uh, compliance and different policies and uh, that you that you have to work around. And it, that's why. So that and they are long term projects. And and one of them, of course, that that we all. So each telecom operator was working the last couple of years were the rollout of smart meters. 
so that, that we all know about it and it was through, through every country or every telecom operator had a, had a different you know use cases and and yeah. how man, how much of them have we rolled out and which which have been successful and why they haven't been successful and until it, it, the regulation came and they said okay until that specific uh, date it has to be rolled out and it was uh, it was basically put a little bit more more pre pressure on it and of course what what they all um, uh, what all IoT projects have have in common, including the, the smart cities, it's about you know uh, being more efficient. It's about optimization. It's about increasing the product productivity. It's about being green. It's about offering new services. It's about making our lives easier. So if you think about you know the transport or in the, or and infrastructure. Um, so we all talk about you know the scarce resources, the, the you know the, the emissions, or how we can make uh, our planet greener. And of course, cities are getting more and more populated. There, there are more people, so more more users of of the services, and we are getting more busier and busier. So you know, nowadays, uh, e-government, for instance, as, as a project, is is I want to have all my do documents basically where I can download them. So yeah. I, I never thought about you know going to the to the some places and just collecting the documents and having it printed out and put the uh, it, it it doesn't make sense you know in the in the in the days that we live so so we of course our our government and institutions so, uh, will will follow and the idea for me as a, as a normal citizen as well is uh, to make sure that you know that it um, makes my uh, my life easier and uh, that I know basically this is you know that i see there's innovation happening so it's not innovation just happening in traditional companies or big companies or abroad but it's it's happening as well um as well in 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 my city and you know vienna is is known as a smart city a clean yeah. city uh, but it depends who you ask as well you know smart city is a different smart city for you and smart city for me and for our viewers is a completely yes. different uh, it yes. can be very very different for for me who's living in vienna for such a long time it's like oh, I, I of course that you know i i know when the tram is coming and i know that there is delays and i want to have you know internet the wi-fi in my in my you know when i'm traveling abroad this is this is of course i'm not thinking i'm not thinking about it anymore more or that the you know, the traffic light and the management and and uh, that they are getting greener and greener every year it's of course you know for me it's like yes that's it that's per default and for yeah. for some uh, uh, abroad and uh, for some other cities it might be very very different but it's it's a way forward it's a way forward i think it's important to know to to have us feel uh, that we feel that we see the value so basically okay you know our city is moving forward and i see the, i see the value uh yeah, every day i think that is i think um the smart city concept mm -hmm. is a huge area for businesses to help government it's where business and government can actually play a good part with the vendor ecosystem to i mean just look at any street main street in any city and say what are the challenges that the citizens face here and that the governments face? Where are the costs? Now, how could we look at addressing some of this with some intelligent digital solutions and some IoT type solutions? And I don't think it would take too long to come up with some of the answers, but we know uh, change can be difficult and, and can take time. But again, it's having those conversations. The technology is so available these days and improves radically month on month these days that um, 
I'm sure these things can look at. But um, you did something I've seen recently as well. Um, you've done a very I thought interesting presentation that's titled "Start Yesterday with IoT." I think that's a a great presentation title, and um, it says <laughs> a lot. Um, tell us a little bit about what you mean by starting yesterday with with IoT. It it was it goes very well in hand in hand with what you said about the change, you know. Uh, before we we address you know the, the technology the the, the solution, so right. it was very much about change and uh, right. real un understanding and that change is difficult. Yes. You know, if we uh, it's good to put ourselves in in our customers' shoes. You know. If I got used to it over the last couple of years that I have the same, you know, path the way, when I go to work, you know, I usually take that road. It's not like every day I'm trying to shoot new paths or every week or every month. Yeah. It's it's realizing. I think what we what back in the days would start yesterday with with IoT. It was to start uh, to have our customers to start thinking about uh, it earlier before it knocks on your door. And yes. realizing yes. that the change basically, um, look at now, we all talk about, you know, Amazon. Amazon is taking a piece of pie here, piece of pie there. Yeah, but we all knew that five years ago that it's yes. maybe not in that shape and form, but we knew that they are not going to stop. And, and we said at the beginning, you know, business profit. So businesses do exist to make profit and to bring yes. value and to bring offer new services and so on. So it's expected from these giants as well that they always come up with the new solutions and they are and, and they are not asking themselves basically sh you know sh should i offer something new uh am i competitive enough they're just going for it or any yes. other companies and and that that is That's... very important for the companies to realize that you know there's something happening out there there are companies in my industry that mm -hmm. are doing some some really new intelligent things they're how do they do that? They do that through the data, you know, yeah. gathering the data so they are not, you know, locked in their room and just realizing, okay, I know all the solution and this is what the customer needs or someone told me that the customer needs or reports. So they are not out there, you know, trying new things out. And all these big companies, they have products that they launched and then they failed and then they, you know, or they bought the companies and then they closed yeah. it because, you know, that's that's the way it is. It's not on the market yes. anymore. But with that presentation back then, it was about start thinking about what is coming and, and not just, you know, lock yourself in the, in, in the room and just say, try one POC and, and it, didn't, it didn't work out. Um, yes. But try, as you said yourself, try to learn from it. You know, I, I, I've seen some companies who have started kind of failure uh, nights or failures festivals and and yeah. some of them are really large companies here in in austria so it's not that they are you know going out and celebrating every failure that they, they do but they are encouraging this transparency and, and being being open and acknowledging okay if we're doing something if you're trying something out we are making progress and yes. let's you know acknowledge this and let, let's share share this with the bigger audience with with the other departments so that they know what we are what we are working out because it's 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 a collective, you know, collective yeah. challenge. It's not like one department is super successful. We don't care. We just enjoy our success <laughs> and the others are just like, yeah. yeah, look at Nokia. So, you know, we all talk about Nokia is a, is an, a, um, 
you know, example of, and today in the morning I had a workshop and there was a lot of talk about Nokia, especially the, you know, the phone part yeah. where they went from the, you know, being owning over 60% of the market mm -hmm. share to, yeah. you know, in less than 10 years, they went to less than 1% and yeah. now, you know, nobody knows about them. So it can go yeah. really, really fast. Yeah. And that's the change in today. As you said, the big players are just doing it. Now they're well funded, they can afford to just do it, but they're doing it without this fear of failure. I think other organizations need to just try and do things and try things. As you said, even these fail festivals are interesting. But I always look at when I think about IoT and this kind of, it's not failure culture because as long as we learn from what we've done that hasn't worked out, it's called learning. And it's on the job learning rather than specific stuff. Um, small babies learn by failing. Before they can walk, they need to fall. And then they stop falling as much, and they're learning from that. They're learning balance. And before you know it, baby can walk, and it's fantastic. And all other things that we'll all equate, equate to with, with babies. Um, and then I think this um, IoT as well, just as you said, doesn't exist in isolation in an organization. But also, IoT doesn't exist in isolation to IoT. You mentioned data. Data is so important regarding IoT because the IoT solution you can do can achieve something, so it can solve a problem, but you can amass a huge amount of data, whether it's on individuals or the situation that's being addressed. And it's the analysis of that data can then lead to other business lines or opportunity or innovation, mm -hmm. whether it's an IoT solution or a digital solution or a smart city service. But you don't get there if you don't have the data, first of all. And you don't get there if you don't analyze the data, understand the data, and do something with the data. So I think IoT doesn't exist in isolation itself either with all these other digital services, it needs them as well. Would, that, would you share that view? Yes, for, for sure. So I think uh, back in the day, so the, 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 what is IoT? So you have one, on one side, you have the hardware, you have some sort of device, you have the, you know, the, the SIM card, and you have the, the, the cloud solution. So uh, back in the days when I was a telecom operator, so the data was a crucial. So it's, it's so neglectable, so you just, okay it's just a sim card and you know it's transfer the data and of course it yeah. works like just in like in my phone but without that you don't have this this connection so there's not this machine to machine so there's not uh yeah. two and one of the things that i read today uh about that i didn't i wasn't aware of, but i read about nokia uh, case uh with with the phones back then uh they were in the b2b business you know and they they relied on the on the you know the acceptance of the market uh, or or which which products are you know which which phones are more attractive with the consumers yeah. uh, based on the data that they got from from their distributors right so they would distribute millions of of phones and then they would get the statistics but they didn't have this relationship so they were B two B but there was this B two B to C so basically yeah. the link was missing and they 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 unfortunately didn't realize that you know uh, this that's where the innovation happens and that's where you 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 know gather the data and when you get the insights about what the customer wants and so i think we can we can learn uh, uh, pretty much a lot lot from from them and 
you know, in the last five years at least, there was so much about the data. Data is the new oil, and so on. Data is the new currency, and if you have the data, so. But what we realized as well, so on one side you have the data, and as you said yourself, is as well the companies very often don't know what to do with the data. So yeah. you have to, you have tons and tons of those, those data, and it's just you know, what do how do I go around it? How how do I extract the you know the value out out of the out of this data? Yeah. And what we have in in Europe uh, as well is this uh, data, you know, privacy. And uh, when you talk with the cust uh, with the companies, they all get, you know, really, uh, you know, don't data, you know, it's 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 specific to the to people, yeah. and so on. So it can be it, it, it's a little it's a very tricky. It's it's very tricky. But what's important to realize that not all the data, so especially with the machines, and especially you know with uh, you know trackers or cars and whatsoever, it's not. Yeah. All you know related to you and me to the users, so it's not get it's not taking or gathering any data from you know like yeah. date of the birth or the name and so on. It's just you know the position and it can be you know uh, how cold is outside or whatever any code that it's programmed uh, to send. Yeah. So it's good to demystify. I think we have some some uh, job to do on on demystifying as well with the you know the smart cities when you tell the people about the smart cities the first thing and with me as well comes you know the cctv cameras we all been watched and it's like a big brother and we don't want that so there's a, there's a lot of nuances in in between you know having clean and on time and uh, you know regular transport and knowing where and what and how to the you know we are being watched and uh, the government knows what we are doing Indeed, there are four letters that scare a lot of people operating within or the jurisdiction of the EU, GDPR. But I think it's one yes. of the mis yeah. most misunderstood legislations that was put out there because, as you said, once you understand it and you're collecti collecting data, you know, you're collecting a lot of data. If it was a car, um, telemetry about the car, not the individual. So you may want to see are the brakes performing as they should under certain temperature conditions, as opposed to what that means for me in the car doing something, you know? And you're quite entitled to that. And the benefit mm -hmm. back to the customer is probably a better braking system two years down the line, because you know when it fails and when it doesn't fail, something like that. Um, and continuing on, a lot of people do have concerns about data security and privacy. Now, do you think in your experience that those concerns are being addressed by the major IoT platform providers and that ecosystem? Should people mm. be worried? You know, you have people who talk about how worried they are and then they go on Facebook and post uh, everything about their private life. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. We I, had that I, example I, I, today. Well. Yeah, or you have a mobile <laughs> phone. Like you're worried about the smart city sensor capturing something about you that goes to government and they know everything about you. But as a citizen, you're quite okay carrying a phone in your pocket that when you set it up says, you know, you consent to giving all your data to whatever, Everything. whoever it is at the end of the day. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think there's a misconception there as well. There's a learning piece, but I think um, if you're an organization providing an IoT solution, it's probably good practice to try and educate your customers about what you do with the data and what you don't yes. do and separate it out and say data about you personally, we, we don't look at. 
data about how you might use a product is autonomized and we might use that to further improve things. And we've been doing that for years. We've been asking customers that for years. We're just doing it in a slightly different way. Um, what are one or yes. two of the, and I, think I guess, key lessons? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was I was just saying that you said yourself like educating people, and uh, unfortunately, there there has been some cases where the data was mishandled in in different yeah. cases, or where you had uh, uh, some home uh, smart home devices where where you uh, they could hack uh, so the, your yeah. your you know device and. Uh, and then basically could track it, uh, what you're doing, and gather some information about you. And so it's it shouldn't be, you know, like uh, totally put aside. Sure. Uh, so I I'm sure that the companies, so uh, for instance, who are producing these these devices, have to make sure that they have it in in place and that they they, they yeah. that they have thought about it before, because it's a I, what I've seen through my work is that the security is always very much left at the end. So no, because the, nobody, really nobody likes the. I must say nobody likes this topic. It's just oh, it's overwhelming, and and or we don't know the, we don't have the expert, or we don't know this, yeah. or it's, it's it's too much. So when it comes to, for instance, to to hardware, and I think that's it's these companies that are on the far front so they usually make sure that uh they they align with all the processes and so all the guidelines and and so that their products are top notch but nothing can help you if you have a device a very very cheap device you buy a very very cheap device uh or you have your wi-fi router and you use your standard password and then everybody can hack you and everybody can can get into your home and and do whatever it wants so there is, as you said, education is is very much the the key, and and you know you can do so much in the in the background, but in the in the forefront, if you as I said, if you don't change the the password one two three four, so then everybody can basically <laughs> hack into your <laughs> system and and gather whatever they want, and you can be protected on the other side as much yeah. as you like, but on the on the forefront. And you're quite right to come back and talk about that because that's so important with IoT. If you lose customer trust, you'll probably mm. lose. You will lose. You're likely to lose business, and that could be significant. If you have a data breach, that's significant reputational damage, fines, all these other things, and people run a mile from the the, the product. And um, there are so many case studies that people could find that. You know, they're cheaper security chips put into IoT devices because they're cheaper. Where if they'd only spent mm-hmm. a couple of cents more per chip, they would have had extra security. I know in the long run it could add, you know, if you have a million devices, that's three million extra in spend. I'd rather pay that than get the fine reputational damage be in the news. And I think I think businesses should think a little bit more about that as well. That we spend so much money getting here. Uh, security is so important that we need to invest in our internal security, make sure our partner security is up to a standard, and make sure that the security hardware that we put in our devices is significant enough, not just the cheapest thing. Because there are examples of those, even those home heating devices that have been hacked into. Um, and by hacking in, it's people then got access to the internal 
network and to the mm. internal network they got access to whether it's business information money whatever it, it's it, it's it's yes. significant but at the end of the day it's a bad press story for that company that created that device at the end of the day you know um are there any key lessons that you've i guess hard learned or some of the wisdom you've hard gained over the last couple of years that you could share one or two key lessons so one of them is 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 definitely about um no culture as we know culture it's it's sure. strategy for breakfast so we yeah. all uh, like to say that yeah and i i learned that through you know, it was hard for me at the beginning working with the customers where you come with so many ideas and insights and how we could do it and, and in a consulting and consulting role and, and taking them along along the way. And I they would just, you know, shut down. So it it, it wasn't a fit. So I think it's um, it was we were the digital natives back then, you know, everything is, is digital, everything about digital is, is so exciting and there's so much opportunities. We only saw, yeah. saw the opportunities. And we come back to the changes you said yourself. It's not about, you know, it's a, not about how fast I can run. It's also about how, how the customers so or how fast they can run and, and what is what is their culture and how do they approach it? How do they see it and not jump into the solution? So this was, for instance, my personal uh, lesson where I would get disappointed after like three months and realizing, okay, this is not going, we are not progressing. And I give them all the facts and all the figures and all the information that I could figure it out. And we are not, uh, we are not moving forward. So I think there's, there's a lot uh, here. So it is, especially as you said, gaining the trust from the customer that, so that they see that you can help them, support them along the way, bring the partners, work hand in hand. And so there's there's a lot of this you know customer building relationship which is which is so important and shouldn't be you know un underestimated so this is where where it should be very much invested if you're coming as a consultant for instance if you're coming as a consultant to a company so no matter how smart you are and, and no matter how many uh, great ideas you have if they don't trust you if they don't yeah. want to uh, you know buy from you so you you can you can forget it so focus on building the trust with, with your customers and of course for for the companies uh, it's it's so important what we realized what worked best was when we would identify some of the you know we used to call them evangelists or some some of the drivers of this change so because you can only influence one person at the time so it's it's you know if you go to the ceo he's always very much busy and he will agree when he sees you know the the figures and and you can convince him in, in different ways but you need people on the ground as well who will drive yes. this change uh, day in and out and who will be you know after who will be calling you over the weekend saying i tried this out and it's not working and can you help me out or can we figure out something new and and so on so you need this it needs to play all both sides so it's not just convincing the ceo who will say yeah go for it uh, uh well done but you need to find these people who are the the change drivers who are uh, working day in yeah. and, and out and if you convince them and if you give them you know if you're supportive and if, if you are there along along the way then you can really make uh, make the difference and 
you know, one of the other things is always don't come with the solutions. You know, if, if we are all claiming that, you know, that we are about change and that we are yes. to experimenting and that we are about learning and it's okay to fail, I think it's, it's important to as well go, go um, around that and not pretend that we all have the solutions and that we all have figured it out, everything. And it's just, it just, you know, the press the button and, and, and it all works. If, if only, I think that's great advice to end on a few things you said uh, look at the cultural aspect it is about change I love the idea about building trust at all layers um, you think about the CEO have their buy-in but have people on the ground as the recommenders the influencers because so many IOT failures that I've seen from case studies are the CEO had bought in and gave a lot of money down to the department to do something with but they nobody there that could then drive IoT, and then a CEO came looking for yeah. what's a return, and it wasn't the trusting relation. It was just more a business transaction. Here's some money, go do IoT. It wasn't. Here's some resources. Let's see what we get and report back on success, or make a few failures and tell me what you're learning. That'd be success for me as a CEO that could report back to the board. We've had a few. You know, people don't like saying we've had a few failures. Come up with a new new. We've had a few insights or a few learnings along the way. Don't call it mm. failure, call it learning if you've learned something from mm. it. Um, and then have that um, that cohort of people that are driving an agenda that IoT is part of the solution or part of a solution to get a customer answer or get a business answer or try something different like that. But I think it has to be linked back to value to the business potential um, opportunity, all this kind of stuff, the opportunity cost of not doing something in IoT because our competitors, mm. we think, are looking at this. They are. The, you, you know that. You know you don't know what they're doing, but they're certainly using all these technologies because they know that their competitors are doing something different as well. I think, that, um, <laughs> and then I think that's a great insight into IoT. If we were having this conversation 10 or 15 years ago, I would think the conversation would be more on the technology and what platforms we use and all the plumbing. But it's great these days we don't have to because part of the solutions, you know, big cloud providers, uh, tel telco companies like yourself, um, are all part of that ecosystem that you mentioned. So mm -hmm. as a business, we can go to organizations like yourself and cloud providers and say, you are expert in these areas, we're expert in our market. We don't quite know what we want to address, but we want us all to work together to figure something out. And I think that's where the value is, as you said, in that ecosystem, if we end on that. But will that be true? Is that where the value is? Yes, yeah. yes. And focus on it. Be, be obsessed with your customers. You know, Love. be obsessed Love. with your customers. And the only way you can do that is if you're close to them and you have the data, so you, you know what they're doing about. Uh, so yeah. be obsessed with your customers and have the you know let be, be loyal to your customers and have build build the trust and work along the way because no one knows you know mark no. in, 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 it might be that, that in two years there's a completely new new player on the market and then comes with whatever disruptive uh, innovation and then it's the whole half of the other ecosystems but not doing anything it's more scary than trying something out. That's right. It's easier, but in the short, in the long, medium, and long term, it's going to be um, 
more catastrophic, I think. I think that's love the customer, focus on the customer, be loyal to the customer. You've got to be customer-centric, focused, I believe, to achieve success with IoT. Adela, thank you so much for joining us today on CCT Talks. We'll talk soon. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, everyone. It was a great pleasure. Thank you for joining this episode of CCC Talks. We hope you enjoyed this episode and walk away with a ton of actionable insights. If this is your first time joining us, this is us extending a personal invitation to you to join other IT and business professionals. So please subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, or Google Play. If you are struggling in any capacity in your digital transformation journey, contact us. We'd be more than happy to guide you and find you the right certification courses to help you manage the challenges modern businesses are facing. This was CCC Talks. Until next time.